Shake it, baby. Do the stomach thing. Woo! <laughs> My husband was 35 years old. He wasn't supposed to die. Are you Holly Kennedy? If I am, will you sing at me? Yes. No, I'm not. Oh, I could get reported. By who? The leprechaun union? I got a delivery. What is this? Hey, baby. Surprise. I have a plan. I've written you letters. Letters that will be coming to you all sorts of ways. Now, you must do what I say, okay? This Christmas... I hereby free you. He gave her the gift. You need to get a little crazy, so just go out and celebrate tonight. Of a life without him. Make sure my baby has a good time. I want you to take her fishing. Hey, everybody. Welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And we're going to give it a few minutes before we get into the, the, the bulk of today's discussion. But how you guys doing? There's a big snowstorm on the East Coast this week, so... Ryan, did you dig out your vehicles? <laughs> yeah, I um I dug out uh, I dug out my car and Kristen's car, um, and I also did preemptive uh, digging too. So like two nights ago, I went out and I dug out the cars so that like half the snow was already gone, so it wouldn't be too much trouble later on. And it worked. Uh, my work van is still buried, which I'll have to do tomorrow morning, but that's that's a different story because I've got to clear off the top because of state law. Yeah. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, um, semi-trucks don't have to worry about it because it's not safe to climb up on top of a trailer and sweep off the ice and snow. Oh. But because my, like, it's a commercial vehicle technically, even though I don't need a CDL. So I got to clear off the top because if snow falls off onto a car and causes an accident, I'm liable. Yeah. Which, it, which it should be that way. So I'm not even going to complain about that. Isn't yeah. it that way for, like, normal cars, not just, like, like commercial vehicles i don't know because i saw it a car be. today that had a foot of snow on top of it driving around no um yeah i didn't un- i didn't bury my unbury i didn't dig out my cars at all until this morning i only got one done and then i stopped so i mean that sounds like my exact same approach to digging out cars when i was when i was dealing with snow was do i need this car right now no. <laughs> All right, it's staying buried for a while. And then you move to California yeah. and don't have to worry about it. Then you move to the UK not. and you're on lockdown. Yeah. So you're not going anywhere anyway. So Right. Yeah. Which I mean, uh, we also like the last time we got snow was like a light dusting and it was wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So everybody like in the chat saying hello, hello back. We've have two people oh, hey guys. in there saying hi at the moment. Hey, hey for saying hi. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. So it's a new month. It's okay. February, the month of Valentine's Day, the month of love. So we're going to kick mm-hmm. off this year with um, Ryan's first pick for the month of February with our romance theme with the film P.S. I Love You. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, Ryan, so, take it away. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I was bringing my notes up. Okay. So um, P.S. I Love You was came out in 2007. It's based off a book of the same name that came out in 2004. Uh, the director was, is Richard, I'm going to mess this up. And I even looked up the phonetic, how to pronounce it. Legrevison? Legrevison? Sure. Whatever. Um, I'll I'll buy it. So, I mean, that's kind of rude saying whatever, but anyway, before this, uh, in the same year, uh, he, uh, he directed, uh, Freedom Riders, which, uh, shares the lead actress in that to this, uh, Hilary Swank. Um, he also did the screenplay for Water for Elephants, if that might answer some themes when you uh, watching the film, uh, watching the movie. Yep. 
it stars Gerard Butler, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, uh, uh, Lisa Kudrow, Kudrow, uh, Kathy Bates, and Hilary Swank. Um, so my experience with this, I, I didn't see this until I met Kristen and she showed me this one night cause I had shown her like Constantine and Gladiator and a few other movies. And she's like, hold up. I need to show you something that's a bit different than all these, like, you know, like teenage boy, early 20 male like movies. So sure. she sat me down and, and I watched this and I had no interest in it. And she told me the premise and I'm like, oh my God, an eye roller. And I liked it. I mean, it's not, you know, it's. It's in the sea of romantic comedies. It's it's in a sea of them, and it's just one. Just you know, it's plucked out, and I like it. And as we go through this, um, there's other reasons why I picked this movie, which we'll get into, Devin. Um, so <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, good. So was it? That's my experience. Uh, what did you guys think? Have, have you seen this before? Have you heard of it before? How much did you know prior? Did anybody in your house already have a distaste for it? I uh, <laughs> leading question. Funny, funny you should ask that. Uh, I have never seen this film, but my okay. wife had, and she loathes this film to the point where she had to step out today for a bit. And when she came back, I was still watching that, watching it, and she stayed on the other side of the house with headphones in because she didn't want anything to do with it. Um, so this is the first time I had seen it. And I have thoughts. I didn't hate it. Okay. I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> and we can get into why. But yeah, I'm okay. mixed on it at best. Okay. So there's a okay. lot of there's wow. some there's some good things there, but there's I have a lot of issues with this movie. <laughs> Devin. All right. So I actually knew absolutely nothing about this movie going into it. Uh, in my cynical Devin brain, I was like, oh. One of them's going to be a writer. And I was wrong. <laughs> None of them was a writer. Uh, I actually didn't know, like, the hook of the movie. I mean, spoilers for the first, I guess, ten minutes. Um, I didn't know the hook of the movie was that Gerard Butler's character dies and is sending posthumous letters to Hilary Swank. I yeah. didn't know that at all. So when they did, like, that smash cut of, like, the fight and, like, smash cut to his, like, wake, I was like, What? What am I watching? <laughs> so, like, believe it or not, I actually had a lot of fun with this movie. Good. And I was on the fence with whether or not I liked the movie until I got to a certain point in the movie towards the end that made me stand up, grab my phone from across the room, and I was about to text you guys, like, screaming, like, gifts and, like, angry things. And then the movie made up for it. And then I sat down and went, this movie made me have a really strong emotion, a really strong reaction. I probably like this because if I wasn't into it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel the need to text you about it. Yeah. I mean, I do that. Okay. So for everybody watching randomly, Devin messaged me, me for my time zone at like six sixteen in the morning, which I was already <laughs> awake at that point because of the whole car thing with the snow. And I looked at Kristen cause this is like one of Kristen's favorite movies. And I mm -hmm. said, Okay, so either Devin hates this or he really likes it because all he said was, oh boy, Ryan. And you've done that to me maybe once or twice before. And A couple times. Each time, I have no idea if you're going to be fire and brimstones <laughs> or like an angel harp. Like, I just don't know. <laughs> I think it's going to be more towards angel harp today, honestly. Okay. I mean, I'm okay. really curious what Alan finds wrong with the movie because I have, I mean, I have things. 
And yeah. I had a conversation tonight that like kind of put things into a little bit more perspective. But like, I'm really curious about like what. Yeah, I want. I want to hear. Okay. okay. So I mean, uh, let's say okay. So without getting much into spoilers, even though Devin, like that's you pretty much said like what the core of like the big surprise is for people who don't know what the <laughs> you know movie's about. But what I'm going to to what I'm going to put out there because I do know that this movie is extremely controversial because I just looked up the uh, Rotten Tomatoes and in the Metacritic score and holy hell, I didn't realize the numbers were that you know different. Um, is it? So the Rotten Tomatoes like twenty percent for the credit uh, for critics, and it's mm-hmm. like eighty percent for audience. Wow! So my likes is the music, the small relationship moments, and the rude jerk lines that are scattered all throughout this film by every character. Those are my core likes for 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 this movie. That's pretty much mm-hmm. it. You cut out there. What were they? Okay, so you've got the the like alternative music soundtrack that I okay. liked. Um, mm-hmm. The small relationship moments they show that scattered. Uh, uh, that's you know scattered across the film. So either mm-hmm. you know friendship, relationship, parent relationship, whatever, just everything like the small moments, and then all of the like one liner jerk lines that are in this film. Like all of the rude comments that everybody makes to each other, and I just—that's where the funniness comes for me. Like that's where the core of of like me liking this movie comes from. So like I'm not going to be offended by anybody's opinion. They're like, I hated this movie. Okay, fine. (laughs) (laughs) I okay. So you brought up one of the things I love the most about the movie, and was the soundtrack. They have some of my legitimate favorite songs in this movie. Um. I think especially Fairy Tale of New York, which is the song they played at his wake. I love that song, despite problematic lyrics. Um, <laughs> I love Callaway Girl, and I love If I Ever Leave This World Alive by Flogging Molly. And just the fact that those songs showed up just tickled me pink. Yeah. So those songs I didn't have a problem with with the soundtrack. The okay. score, though, is the most generic early 2000s <laughs> rom-com score that I've heard. I'm pretty sure it's like the same score from the holiday. Like you can switch them out and it's completely the same. I like the rest of the music. Um, I did not like the cover of PS. I love you that they finally play in at the end of this movie. I mean, uh, from, uh, from James Blunt. Was that him? He's the one that does the cover. I believe it's him. I believe it's James Blunt that does the cover of PS. I love you. Okay, yeah. If it makes you, if it makes you feel better, I thought they made up this song for this movie. I didn't know it was. I thought it was like a Ghostbusters type like soundtrack song that they made. I didn't know it was like a cover of something. No, it's an oldies song. Um, and I can't remember who it's. I'm pulling it up right by. now. Oh no, uh, Nally McKay. Nally McKay. I've heard that name before. Hmm. Is it a good song? Like, I mean, Alan, you yeah. said you had a problem with the cover. Like, was it better than in the movie? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's an older song. It's like an old uh, doo-wop era song. Oh, that's cool. So yeah. so I've had that version of the song stuck in my head all day uh, because Good. of this movie. But, hmm. um, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the cover. I wanted the actual song. So Okay. I, I had no idea that 
I had no idea that it was a cover. And when it comes to the, uh, I, I, I had no idea it was a cover. And, and when it comes to the normal score of the film, uh, I, I've seen this movie three times in the past. And you never hours, noticed, right? And I never noticed the score. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, see things I, when a movie lends itself to normal music, like chart music, top 40 rock, whatever, that stands out to me because I would do that. Traditional scores yeah. don't really stand out to me sometimes. And, and if they're generic, like Alan said, which it probably is because of the type of movie it is, then that's, that's what happens. So. Yeah. So to your point, Alan, I think there's more than just the music that this movie does. That's kind of very generic early two thousands rom-com. And I wouldn't know this right off the top because I'm not, obviously I have, I'm not experienced in rom-coms, but I was, uh, I was listening to some, or having a conversation with somebody today. And a lot of the tropes that I like, don't think I loved about, um, about the movie, I think are kind of common in like that era. Okay. Okay. So I what think, are they? So one of the biggest ones also, is that your cat? Yes, it is. <laughs> I love that that was your cat. I'm going to call that out because cats are worth it. Um, so one of the big things that got me was the character Daniel. Okay. He was the bartender in the movie. Yeah. He's just the worst person all the time. There's nothing good about him. He says the worst things, does the worst things, and they try to justify it and make it not like he's a terrible person, but they try to make him like he's like, oh, it's such a fun quirk. Look at him. He's quirky. Because they go, no, oh, well, I just say whatever comes to mind, it's filter. Like three seconds later, he, Hillary Swank goes, my husband died. He goes, nice. Yeah. And then like, and then he goes, I spent a year with hookers and I loved it and then ran out of money. And like, you're supposed to like him and supposed to feel for him. I'm like, I want nothing good to happen to this man ever. <laughs> okay. But so- the movie plays him so cute. Okay, because so, it's Harry Connick Jr. Like that's yeah. what you cast him as. Like he's either the the lovable bartender in a rom com or Will Smith's buddy in Independence Day who dies right away. Spoilers for Independence Day. Yeah. So um, an- another thing too, they also he he also says she says about him being rude, and he says, "Yeah, no, actually, it's." Uh, I take pills for it now, and I'm paraphrasing, you know, because... He says it's, it's a like condition. Rudeness. He says it's a condition. So it's 2007, questionable lyrics, you know, question, 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 questionable things are said in the movie to today's standards. So the way I take that is that he's on, like, doesn't take... So- he, he says he doesn't take social cues. What do we know of some people that don't take social cues well? And may say rude things occasionally. Nowadays, those people are played more straightforward and different, instead of just being used as a cork. I I I like that argument a lot. I think the one part of it that gets me is like sometimes other people in this movie will say bad and terrible things, and the movie's just like no, no, <laughs> and I'm like okay, like. Okay, so there's that, and it's also their relationship is with each other. I mean, to be honest, I, mean, yeah. I, I kind of figured that this might come up, to be honest, like yeah. this conversation. Um, and like, there was a group of people that I hung out with in college. I think we mm-hmm. traded it. I think that we traded in uh, um, insults and name calling yeah. more than anything that anybody would consider genuine like friendship. 
And so, like, that's just how we were. And I've known couples who were that blunt with each other sometimes. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it all depends on who you are. It's just, it could have been done in a better way for this movie to come across a See, little bit th- this warmer get, instead of what, this, what it was. This gets to the core of my one of my main issues with this movie. I okay. didn't like any of the characters. At all. Really? I did not. So, the opening scene is Hilary Swank and her husband fighting and they're supposed to like show give you insight to their relationship and how much they love each other even though they're fighting and all that but they're they're bitching about having too small of an apartment i'm like what no you're in new york city that's a giant apartment compared to things i've seen in like apartments i've been in like that's not a small apartment for raising a family sure but don't be complaining that you have too small of a place like it, it just felt so petty and it took me out of their dynamic completely. Like I liked him more than I liked her and it never really recovered um, from there. Like I, like it, it didn't do a good job of selling me on them as a couple. Okay. So one of the things that they do is that they show another apartment one of the apartments that she's talking about, about how she Mm -hmm. goes and shows these apartments and they're so big and these people are starting families and she's still stuck. uh, And she sees them still stuck in a rut in, in this, you know, their first apartment. So it's, you know, AKA small because it's their first one. Um, And that's why they're not having kids yet. And so they show one of the apartments that she's showing to like the clients. And this thing's like overlooking central park and bigger than the apartment that I have here. And so I feel like that's where that's coming from. Um, but th- that conversation was more or less just them blowing off steam about everything that's been going on for like that week, because they eventually talk about it at the end. He apologizes that he probably shouldn't have said what he said to the mom. She apologizes for, you know, blowing up the way that she did and they calm down and he gets, uh, uh and his suspenders break and smack himself in the face. <laughs> yeah. It just, it didn't do a good job of selling me on them as a couple. Um, okay. And then the one we, thing. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you, I've talked to you. I, I think the, <laughs> the thing, I think the thing that I liked about the fight, actually, first off chat just said, but Gerard Butler, I agree. I couldn't help but see, uh, what's his name? Leonidas or Phantom of the Opera during all of this. Um, but anyway, the one thing I did like about the fight was I really liked that it showed that he wasn't this like paragon of a man that like did this, like, thing after like after he passed away that he was like a person with faults and he like tried to make all of that up by the like series of letters and i think it rounded the character out because i think that like especially movies will portray people that passed away as these like perfect entities that will do no wrong and like you know the mother was against him and you know i didn't like him too much but like you know it comes from a place. He seems like a real person. And that seems more like a real swing. I think it it does give it an element of realism, but then you have Lisa Kudrow just like trying to have sex with anything that, um, is the different sex. Like <laughs> trying to keep that the cleanest I mean, way possible. She's trying to find her man though. She's trying to find the one. And, and she, she, she says that for me, they have that conversation. Like, it just seems so off type for her like this close to friends. It's like, okay, she just wants to be raunchy. Let's give her a raunchy role. Um, 
See, to me, the way that I see her role, especially her one speech that she had when she Mm -hmm. was talking to John, I think his name was, the guy that did the limo service Mm -hmm. with uh, with him. Um, He says, you know, hey, yeah, him. He says, you know, you shouldn't really be talking about men just like they're pieces of meat. And then she goes into her speech. It's like, well, I've been stared at. I've been, you know, touched. You know, it's damn it. It's my turn. Like, yeah. I've, you know, you know, it's like, I've deserved the right to do this. And she's tired of works. like, well, well, I mean, that's what in she 2007, said. maybe it's 2007, yeah. it's True. 2007. This is pretty straightforward. And this is kind of abrasive for people who aren't used to this, you know, this type of thing. And besides it, that seems kind of like a guy's perspective of how a woman should handle it, which it's not, you know, a little like, bit. Yeah. you yeah. know, so, so, I mean, there's that, but at the same time, it's like, she has her questions and they show that at the funeral or at the wake, like, mm-hmm. are you single? Are you straight? Are you working? You know? And you know, she, you know, she finds out where they're living and then she tries the kiss. And if the kiss is wrong, like with that last guy, she just goes from nah, that. No, it's not worth it. And walks away because she knows what she wants. And then she winds up with, uh, uh, mayhem. <laughs> she, wants- <laughs> <laughs> she does. That was mayhem, right? Yeah. yeah that was mayhem. That's she winds so up with funny. Mayhem. <laughs> I also love that when she was doing her questions, like, are you single? All right. Yes. Are you straight? All right. Yes. Are you employed? Oh. Yeah. Sorry, exactly. Lisa Kudrow. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. It so, the... Sorry, Devin, you're not yeah. getting with Phoebe. <laughs> Darn. So, so, I mean, yeah. So, it, that's fine. I mean, I could definitely see that. I mean, this is, like I said, it's a cookie cutter romantic comedy, but it's got a cork that I really yeah. like. And that's. And that's the premise that Devin didn't know about that dragged him into mm-hmm. it. Okay, so let's talk about that for a little bit. Okay. Okay. The whole, I'm dying of brain cancer, but I'm going to write you a series of letters and do like a post-death scavenger hunt type thing. What did you guys think of that? Like, Devin, what, what was your reaction to that? Yeah, what was your reaction? All right, so as a person who's tried to set up a couple of scavenger hunts in his life, like, I've tried to do this, like, I mean, obviously, before I passed away, but I've tried to do it, like, in real life to people. I'm honestly surprised he pulled it off to the degree that he did because he made a lot of big assumptions. Like, so when she comes to visit you, parents, like, that wasn't on a trip itinerary. He didn't know she was going to do it. He's just like, I know her. She'll do it. What if she didn't? Like, what if she spent all of her trip in Ireland just getting drunk in bars and that was it? Like, I'm glad it worked the way it did. I thought it was cool. I thought he got extremely lucky. I, I think the okay. one thing that that shows is how well he knows her after all yeah, of these true. years of being together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think it. that's one thing I did like about his character. It did show how much he cared about her mm-hmm. the more you saw these play out. Yeah. Um, Which is different than the book. Oh, uh, is it yeah. based on a book? Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Um, it's based on a book. It was written by, and I'm probably gonna butcher her last name. Uh, Cecilia Allhorn. A H E R N. Okay. Okay. My, dys- my dyslexic brain is not happy with that one. Um, <laughs> I'll buy it. Uh, she and she wrote this book when she was 23. Good for her. The book that this is based off of was yeah. released in uh, 2004. She was 23 when it released. Um, wow. And it, and it received kind of the same uh, responses by critics and audiences that the movie did. Critics hated it <laughs> and audiences loved it. So, you know, there's that. Um, but anyway, in the book, she gets a package. Her mom calls her and says, hey, there's a package here. They don't know who it's from. And in, and in the package, 
12 envelopes. No, there's 10 envelopes. Mm -hmm. And she's supposed to open up one envelope at the start of each month or at some point in uh, is in that month. And then each Mm -hmm. letter tells her what to do next if she's still feeling lonely and upset about him passing. So it's more straightforward. It's not this huge scavenger hunt of like trying to get the jacket out and like, ooh, we need to make sure that she visits the parents. Like it's none of that. Yeah. I mean, you got to change it a little bit so it looks better on film. Yeah. Um, Right. So she'd be opening up all the envelopes in like a week. (laughs) So going back to what I said before. Okay. How would your wives react if, God forbid, anything were to happen to you (laughs) and you set up a scavenger hunt like this? How would they react to it? Because I can tell you right now, my wife flat out told me, don't you ever, (laughs) one, don't you ever die before me. You're not allowed to. And two, don't ever do that like i don't want anything to do with that you can't tell me what to do after you you die you're gone like it's over like <laughs> you can't control you can't control my life when you're gone like you can't tell me to go buy a lamp um <laughs> what would what would your wives do well one Kristen's putting uh Kristen has put the same rule on me i can't <laughs> die first so there's that um but mm-hmm. but if i were to do this um She'd probably, I, I don't know. She she likes this movie too much. That yeah. I I mean, I think the emotional shock would be too much, and she might be up there with me sooner rather than later. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have that rule on me. I don't know how much my wife cares about Death Order. We're gonna have to have a talk after this. <laughs> uh oh. But um, I think I think she'd like it. I don't know. I mean. I think even as me, like if she passed away first and she's like, I left you a scavenger hunt, I think that's the coolest freaking thing in the world. Like I would like it. Okay. I don't think I would look at it as like bossing me around from beyond the grave. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. So if you did it though, would you do it in an Irish accent, Ryan? Oh. (laughs) Okay. So – well, I, I'm not good with accents. You guys know this. Would you so get no, somebody to do not. an Irish accent? No, because I'm not Irish. Okay, so <laughs> first off, it would be either Polish or German. So it Those to be are your accents? Those are Aren't my they the same ancestral accent? accents. No, they're not. Stop it. <laughs> they're not the same. Anyway, um, the food is. <laughs> yeah, it's just so, butter and onions, right? Yeah. <laughs> So, um, I mean, I don't know if I would do something like this, I, I, I wouldn't even know where to begin. I mean, I've heard stories of like, you know, people living, like leaving, leaving, uh, leaving sticky notes in weird places that like the family Mm. finds when they're putting stuff away. Like I've heard of stuff like that actually happening, never something like this. So I might do something like that. Okay. Yeah. I I would want to do um oh what is it called cameo and I would want like Stanley from the office to like be doing all of my all of my notes. Oh nice. my god. <laughs> I I would do something. Like right now we're yeah. we, we're playing a game where we have a Star Trek Next Generation magnet that we keep hiding on each other. It's um uh Commander Riker in like his I'm Riker pose and we <laughs> it's a vintage magnet. So we keep hiding it on each other. Like the one day we went out to the grocery store and 
we're in the car. I'm pulling out of the driveway. I'm like, oh crap, I don't have a mask. Can you check the glove box for me? And she opens the glove box and it's right there. I could just write her as soon as she opens. Uh, so I'd probably do something like that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because I'd already be dead. What's she going to do? Kill me? It's true. <laughs> was it, there was, um, oh man, the, the, there was a movie that was like, uh, I think it was called Sidekicks. It was the kid from Sequest. I don't know. Whatever. I don't remember his name. But Roy anyway, Schne- it was a Roy Schneider. Might be him. I don't know. No, um, but the, anyway, that's the sheriff from Jaws who's in Sequest. <laughs> I'm just Whatever. messing with you. It's okay. Anyway, I don't. Uh, the, the, the kid in Sequest who's friends with a dolphin. Um, he's he's in this movie called Sidekicks, I believe. Um, uh, Lone Ranger's in it. Oh, which Lone um, Ranger? The new uh, one? No, no, Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. He's he's in it. It's like a cheap spinoff of like Karate Kid. Um, okay. But anyway, mm-hmm. he's in gym class. He has asthma, oh, and he's okay. doing push-ups. And the gym teacher comes over and goes, "If you die in my class, I'm going to kill myself and come after you. If you die in my class." <laughs> yeah. Just revenge haunting. I get that. Revenge haunting. Yeah. 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 The, the Lone Ranger and Walker, Texas Ranger are two completely different things. Yeah, I know, but I knew Ranger <laughs> and whatever. I don't care enough about him to remember that type of stuff. So, anyway. so this seems like a fun question for chat, though. Uh, yeah. I saw a couple people answering this question already, chat. Would you like your significant other to leave you like a scavenger hunt or like little clues after their death? Or are you like, nope, you're done? <laughs> yeah, that'd be just to time, make time that to download sound. tinder like <laughs> <laughs> the wake's uh, going on you're downloading yeah. it <laughs> and you're seeing you're actually swiping so you can you're swiping you're, people you're, you're the one at the, at, the, at the wake going around are you single are you single are you single <laughs> speaking of speaking of some th- these are some of my favorite lines from the movie that kind of have to do from you know that you know they have to do with that and they're from daniel so yeah there we go oh no um, hey gary you lost weight when she's sitting there at the bar and she has the urn next to her to her I oh yeah funny. that's right no that was um, funny and then she asks him to help her get rid of like jerry's stuff and he says i'd be glad to help you get rid of jerry <laughs> yeah that part no i was like oh no i hate it <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, it's stuff like that that I really, you know, liked. But still, I mean, friend of the, yeah. friend of the show, Chad says if he dies, he's going to leave a scavenger hunt for Devin. So there you go. Devin. Oh, Chad, I'm so there I'm so go. touched, Nothing. and it's going to go to the worst Chad, places. Chad, Chad's not allowed to die before any of us. That's true. true. Yeah, Chad. True. That's true. We're we're putting rules on that one. Yeah. But also, okay. yes, Chad. If you do, please send me to the worst places. That would be hilarious. So. Um, there's a, so, but before I get to my big reason for picking this movie for Dev, uh, for part of my reason for picking this movie to Devin, there is a unofficial reason that I also picked this movie that I realized halfway through watching it and it has to do with Alan. Um, this is what happens to you after you turn 30. Okay. You will wake up (laughs) and somebody will be talking to you after a day of drinking and they will be whispering and you will say, stop screaming at me. I absolutely love that scene where she's completely, you know, hung over and, and her friend's on the phone and she's like, stop screaming at me. So this That's is, su- this is such a weird, it was such a weird experience watching this being 30 because I still yeah. don't identify as 30. Uh, yeah, in my heart, I'm still, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> but like growing up, like I always thought like, okay, Hillary Swank and Gerald Butler in this rom-com, they're in their forties. She's supposed to be 30 in this. And that's not much younger than she actually is when they filmed this. Yeah. But, um, like it just baffles my concept of time, how old she's supposed to be in this and how like, like I guess she was actually a teenager in the Karate Kid part four. Yeah, she was. Oh, wow. So yeah. Kristen had me watch that one when I first told her that 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 was a, we were doing this. Um, so I got to see her oh, her acting evolution, I should say, you, a little bit. You watched Karate um, Kid part four for this. Well, not really for this, but I was like, hey, look, we're, we're doing this. And we're like, oh, yeah, it's Hillary Swank. I've only really seen her in the core. I've seen her in this. I don't really know her from anything oh, else. The core. And then she showed me that. You did what? that the last time I brought up the core. Stop it. Why do you keep bringing up the core? <laughs> because like, that's the question. Swank, and that's a topic. What's wrong with the core? Hillary Swank. She's is a, the core and bad? This is the topic is, is it's... Hillary Swank, and it's an action film about the end of the world, and that interests me. So I watched it. It's, <laughs> I it's thought it was a, fun. It's an interesting concept of a movie, but yes. no one mentions the core as much as you do, and it baffles me every time <laughs> that you do it. This is literally probably the third time I've ever mentioned it. It was the last time Which we talked about Hillary Which is three times Swank. more than anyone else in existence. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. It's probably true. Maybe more than Hillary Whatever. Swank. Probably. <laughs> Tune in next week when we watch The Core. <laughs> We're not going to. Don't worry about that. Um, so, get to the heart of it. Yeah, get to the heart of it. So oh, Okay, oh, so hate. that's the unofficial reason. Okay. So I, I, but I want to get to the official reason. Okay. I had to. Um, I had to re-listen to our Loki, uh, Lucky Logan, Logan Lucky, podcast because I wanted oh, to make yeah. sure that I remembered it correctly, and I yelled mm-hmm. at you because um, we were talking about Hillary Swank, and right. I said that one of my biggest issues uh, is with that movie was her performance as the FBI agent. I thought that it was her worst role ever. That okay. I felt that she showed up for the paycheck and just mailed it in. And you were mm-hmm. like, what? This is like the best thing I've ever seen her in. She was great in this. And I'm like, no, she wasn't. So that's another reason why I picked this is because, granted, I saw Karate Kid Part 4 and she was a teenager. Give her some slack. And then there's this. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll, I'll give it to you. She is way better in this than she is in Logan Lucky. Like, hands down. I am very wrong about that. Thank you. That's it. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. <laughs> but, but now my prior Hillary Swank experience yeah. before Logan Lucky was Karate Kid Part 4 and The okay. Core. So yeah. you can see where I'm coming from, right? I can understand completely. And the thing is, like, I don't really take her p- p- performance in The Core seriously. It's simply because it's The Core. Like, it's an end-of-the-world action film. Like, I don't really need anything besides a, like, you know, a socially awkward scientist another scientist that that you know thinks he's better than everybody else one you know element or thing that is impossible to make which is the unobtainium that they come up in that film um right. so yeah so i mean her performance and that doesn't mean anything to me but this she's good i mean i think uh was it i think i think my only critique was that w- with how strong she was in the movie Mm-hmm. I'm disappointed in the scene where she goes to see her mom and she's crying and sobbing about finally opening up about the loss. And yeah. she's talking about how she can't breathe. She's not crying. She cries in almost every other film that, you know, scene that she's supposed to cry in, but that one she's yeah. not. And I only picked this up because I'd watched it twice in like the past uh, uh, 24 hours. And I was looking closely for this. 
But I mean, that's nothing. That's yeah. just she was probably having a bad day on set. Doesn't matter. But that's still. interesting though, because honestly, that part of it was my favorite part, where like she finally broke down about losing him. Yeah. And then the mom like had that like whole speech, and like they went yeah. to the walk in Central Park. I loved that part. Yeah, no, she, she was great. I'm just saying that there must have been something off because she mm-hmm. because I mean like she could cry on a dime in every other scene. Except for that one where she was supposed to be like, you know, like snot coming out of the nose, like crying. Yeah. And it wasn't there. And I understand that's very hard. I'm not an actor. I'm not going to critique that. I'm just saying that that is like the only point in this movie that she's not at top par for her ability. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I like, I just think it's a different mindset than she is in the rest of the film. Like I think the rest no, of true. Like most of the film, she's in denial about everything. Mm-hmm. And in that, that moment, she's trying to accept everything that has happened. Um, now I've got a question for Devin about this movie and Hillary Good. Swank. Here we go. Now, Devin, you watch the office. I do watch the office. I know where this is going and I love it. You don't know where this is going. Oh, um, so in the office, they have a whole debate about if Hillary Swank is hot or not. Mm-hmm. What do you think Kathy Bates would do if she walked into the office and saw all of her employees when she owned the office <laughs> debating if her daughter was hot or not. <laughs> she, okay. If it's her character from the office, she would sick those two great Danes she always has on. Them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Ryan, I don't know if you're paying attention to the chat, but it's blown up with the core talk. That No. Yeah. No, I was, I went back in because I'm trying to that. go back and forth between the, my, my notes and everything yeah. else. And yeah. I, I'm happy about this. I so hold on. Them. Yes. Hold on. Chat likes the core. Very happy. Because, yes. Again, core uh, is a movie that's audiences love the core. Okay. Critics like you two hated it. So I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> oh, I mean, I haven't critic. seen it since I was 12, so I'll give it another <laughs> no. chance. Listen, uh, I okay. saw it in science class and it was the best day of science class. Oh, I bet it would have been for me too. And yeah. volcano. Volcano. Yeah. What kind of high school, did, Devin, what kind of high school did we go to that you watched the core in science class? <laughs> Dude, it was not good. I didn't learn much in that class. <laughs> All right. Uh, so speaking of actors, the one thing this movie made me do was it made me appreciate Gerard Butler a lot mm-hmm. because he's in a lot of stuff and his like acting career is very like, like broad. Like he plays like romantic lead. He plays like buff Spartan. He plays Olympus has fallen in all of that trilogy. He also plays Phantom of the Opera. Like, that's really cool, right? Gerard, Gerard Butler is Olympus has fallen. <laughs> like that's just his character. That, no, no, no. He's Olympus. My my favorite Gerard Butler is Olympus has fallen. London has fallen, and I forget the name of the third one because I've Angel never been has, able to get around. A, a, Angel, Angel has Angel. fallen. They're making. I've not gotten around one. to play that one yet. I mean, play that one. I've not been able to see that one yet, but I really want to. I love those movies. <laughs> They're really fun. I and that's the thing is like watching those movies. You'd almost think that like he's like a Liam Neeson, where like he's like you know oh an action star, but he's not. Like he's got like range. Yeah. But how much of what he's done has been good though? Like when it comes to the action stuff, like outside of the the Has Fallen trilogy, I don't think anybody saw Geostorm. I think uh, I did see Geostorm. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay, so Devin that, saw Geostorm. I I was the uh, one. I was the and, only one that saw Geostorm. It, and I'm it, embarrassed it, to say that I haven't. I mean, I'm embarrassed to say that I didn't watch it because I really wanted to watch that movie. It, it's nice that he has, he came in 
as like an action star, but is still been able to do like the rom-coms and Phantom. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a weird segue. I saw the weirdest video online today of Sammy, Sammy Davis Jr. singing Phantom, which evidently was a thing in the, in the 80s. Like really? For, for was the, it good? For the Jerry Lewis telethon, Sammy Davis Jr. sang Music of the Night. That's cool. Yeah, that's that's a really cool. hard song, too. Yeah. Did Devin freeze up on your screen, too? Or Ryan, Did uh, Ryan no, freeze um, up? Yeah, Ryan froze up. Okay, He's okay. back now. He's back Okay, now. I'm good? Yeah. Yeah, you're good. It's only for like a three few seconds at a time. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Um, but no, the, 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 that is really cool. Um, the one person I want to talk about, though, a little bit, because I really like this actor, is uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Okay. And Negan. I... Yeah, and yeah. well, Negan, and then I, of course, you know, I, I never really watched Land of the Dead. Uh, Kristen had me watch like the first few seasons of Grey's Anatomy, so I know him from that. I and that he was tragedy, on that. and that tragedy, yeah, that happened. Um, <laughs> what am I saying? Tragedy. Every season's a tragedy on that show. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh, but well, somebody dies all the time. It's like Game of Thrones in a hospital. Anyway, I mean, that's true though. Um, so I really like this character and I love the fact, and Kristen spotted this and had to point it out to me. And I really like this when they're doing the flashbacks Okay. and Hillary Swank or Holly is seeing Jerry for the second time when he's singing in the band. Yeah. Billy, mm-hmm. Billy, who is Jeff, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is playing on stage in that scene. He's wearing a hat and sunglasses. And he's yeah, playing he's the ha- he has his head down so you can't yeah. Oh, see that's it. Cool. Yeah, yeah, he has his, yeah, he has his head down. So there's little things like that in this movie. But anyway, I just, I like the fact that, like, he doesn't force a relationship. He sees what happened. Mm-hmm. He realizes who she is. He realizes the pain that she's in. And I'm going to assume there was a falling out because I don't really explain it because th- that's one of the reasons why I did, like, two watches because I wanted to see if they talked about a falling out between jerry and billy so because they kind of allude that there is what i understood was uh jerry moved to the states to be with holly that's what and, it seemed like right yeah and yeah and and that's the real simple answer and it's probably the right one but i just wanted mm-hmm. to see if they you know had like a sentence it, somewhere that explained it yeah well right. and, and like really two, it, in 2007 you couldn't really hop on discord and talk to your buddy over in the no, you in Europe no. <laughs> like, we, like we can right now. Yeah, exactly. So um I mean you could it would just be yeah. uh very pixelated and choppy. Right. So. Worse worse than it is here. Um so I just I really liked this character that he stopped. He said, "Hey, I have a bunch of stories if you want to hear them." between us yeah and even and though that was a really know, cool moment that was yeah. exactly. probably the best moment in this movie for me was his reaction to her reaction reaction to all of that yeah i, I really like that um uh can we talk about yankee stadium a little bit i want to yeah. talk about yankee stadium let's do <laughs> it <laughs> yes let's get to i'll know nothing about this <laughs> um but Oh, you just Ryan just wants to talk about it because it's baseball. Is that why? Well, I mean, there's also that, but I also want to know the questions you have because it no, might relate to something. That I just I know. wanted I wanted to get Devin's reaction to that scene because okay, so at the yeah. end of the movie, she has Harry Connick Jr. read the last letter from Jerry, and then they both stand on the roof of the dugout and kiss. And I almost I, turned the movie off. 
almost did, I, right I there. Figured that was the moment that yep. you threw your phone across the room. The second they kiss, and Romano will attest to this, I went, dang it, movie. And I stood up and I walked across the room and I got my phone and I sat down. And she had to keep telling me because halfway through the movie, I'm like, they're setting up this jerk. I think she's going to end up with him. And Romano goes, she's not going to end up with him. And then they kiss on the roof. And I'm like, oh, I'm so mad. She's like, listen, they're not going to end up together. I'm like, they are. I see them doing it. And I'm glad I waited because I like what they did with it. I like that they're friends. I think yeah. that that's really great. But, oh, man, that's that's what made me realize I was into the movie was I got so mad at that moment. It's such, it's such a weird bait and switch. Like, they build up this him having feelings this whole time, him confessing his feelings to her. And then her having this realization, going to her mother and all of this, and then getting to that point and they kiss. And then it's like, oh, yeah, no, that felt like kissing my sister. Like, it's it's but, such a weird twist. <laughs> I And I'm, I'm glad they didn't go that route, but it's so weird. I almost wish they did. Does that make sense? I, I It does make sense. I And I wonder how much of it was like, her just trying to force things because it felt like, because afterwards she does explain. She's like, oh, well, you know, I was reading the letter and at the same time you left me this voicemail. So I thought that all the signs were there and that it was this. And it was her learning like, okay, not everything's going to be connected like this. Yeah, yeah. And I think up until the kiss, she was like, guess it's inevitable. I guess I have to be with this jerk. Yeah. And she learned better. Maybe. Yeah. Possibly. Ryan, do, do you have some baseball trivia you want to throw in here? Not really. Okay. I mean, they were. You don't like Yankee the Yankees? No, 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 no. It's not, that, it's not that I don't like the Yankees. I love baseball. So I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, cool, Yankee Stadium. We're watching the movie, and then like I, I, I had to stop and reel because I, I forgot the Yankee Stadium was in this because I hadn't <laughs> seen this in about a few years, and and, and mm-hmm. then we do this, and I completely forgot the Yankee Stadium was in it, and they go to Yankee Stadium, and I'm just like, is every movie? It's is like. Is is every movie that is not action or sports related that I like? So every movie that's not action or sci-fi or sports that I like half baseball in them in some fashion or way because that's what it seems like sometimes. Like there's a little tiny scene of like they're at a baseball stadium or there's a kid playing baseball in the background, and I'm like, no, whatever. So I had to shake that thought out of my head. But I mean, <laughs> they were building the stadium at the time. If you made Everything. a Venn di- if you made a Venn diagram of, of movies that you like that had baseball and movies that you like that didn't have baseball, I'm sure you'll find more that have baseball in them. I'm no, sure. I guarantee it. I guarantee <laughs> it. Guarantee. Plus, thing. baseball is one of those things that just shows up in every movie because it's America's pastime. It is. So. I don't care what anybody says; it still is. All right. Do we have any fi- uh, in the chat? Let us know what your favorite romantic comedy of all time is, because we're looking for ideas for the show for this month. Yes, so if you've definitely. got some, yeah, we'd love to hear them. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts on P.S. I love you. Uh, I mean, it's. I'm just happy that we had the discussion that it was because walking into this, I was like, great. Devin's going to be ranting about this the entire time. He's going to have this problem and that problem. Alan. <laughs> I pretty much nailed what your thing of this movie was going to be. So it's, you know, it is. I'm predictable. It is what it is. I mean, I'm predictable. not that you're predictable. The movie's predictable. And that's what made me predict your reaction to it. Because it's just a cookie cutter rom-com that has a bit of a twist to it. And that's, you know, really it. But 
Um, yeah, no, it, you've got, you know, all of that stuff, and we went over the lines and everything. I don't know, what, uh, what's one thing you would change? In this movie? Last yeah, in this movie. Like, what's, like, what's something, That's a good like, question. not a major thing. Like, not a major thing, just maybe something that you would have changed to, like, make it flow a little bit better, but not, like, a major story break. So, one, one big thing that I would change is she gets a moment with, a letter for her friends when they're in Ireland. Mm -hmm. But there's never a moment with, between her and John, his business partner played by James Marsters. Oh, who was yeah. on Buffy. I would like to, like, I love James Marsters from Buffy and Smallville. He was Brainiac. I would, I wanted a moment with the two of them and we never got that outside of the, uh, travel agent. Like, I think, I feel like the moment in the car is where you, like going to the travel agency before that, they probably had a scene that they cut. Yeah. Um, right. But I, I wanted a moment there, like just a moment of something between the two of them besides okay. the, are you behind this with the cake? I was like that, that seemed weird, like a weird place to <laughs> set up and leave their relationship. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point Be because she's unemployed for all this time. I'm assuming that he's giving her money because her husband helped found their find their business so yeah i didn't even think about that yeah it's a good point um so, i think if i were to change anything i would change the the karaoke scene um okay. i thought it was i thought it was cute i I, okay. I thought it was funny that she got up there i liked that she got into it um i mean even like the slapsticky like falling over thing whatever um i think <laughs> the part i didn't like was how he like I don't how like forceful and weird he was about her getting up there. Like I guess in the early two thousands that's like cute and charming, but like he was really kind of not nice about it. Like he called her out in front of everyone, then he like made it like a monetary bet, and I'm like I would hate every second if somebody did yeah. that to me. And that's why you wouldn't be dating somebody who would do that because they wouldn't be looking for somebody like you. Among other reasons, that's why I wouldn't date Gerard Butler. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Ryan, how about you? Uh, to be honest, more I, baseball. No, no. <laughs> honestly, honestly, it has to do with Hillary Swank's character, and I feel like there should have been maybe one or two more references to her liking shoes. Oh, uh, you know what? The, the, because I mean, the first it... thing she says is, "I got to put my shoes away, or else uh, I got to put my shoes away, or else they're going to think I don't love them." And that's my wife's favorite line of this movie. Aww. is when she says that and then she looks at shoes again maybe one other time after that comment and then it's all of a sudden oh she's gonna be a shoe designer and i feel like there should have been maybe like you know a comment of when they get over to ireland that you know she has a whole suitcase just for shoes or that when her friend Denise is making the comment about, you know, makeup, about how they only make a certain shade for like six months and then they discontinue mm -hmm. it, she could have made a comment about, oh, yeah, no, and then, you know, made like a comment about some type Insert of brand of shoes shoe that does thing. the same thing. She could have just been watching the, the viral video shoes on YouTube because it was uploaded in yeah. May 2006, so it would have been on the oh, internet. she could have seen that. By, I was at a high school by the time that got uploaded. Remember when that was the funniest video on the internet? I still it have still not is. seen that video. So. Don't. 
It did not age well. I have not seen all. that video. I've not seen Two Girls One Cup, and I'm okay with both. Why would you even watch put Girls those two in the same category? <laughs> <laughs> they were popular around the same time. If you're paying attention to the chat, it makes a little bit more sense. Uh, <laughs> those are not even compatible with each other. Why would um, you bring I mean, those up? I'm just I'm just naming videos from the early 2000s that I haven't seen. No, what you're doing is naming a funny video that a five-year-old back in 2016 would watch compared to something that was, like, on Rotten.com. <laughs> it's bad that you can pull up the web- website I'm that that so was on. I'm so glad you did. No, it wasn't on Rotten.com. That was where pictures from crime scenes and suicides showed up and car accidents. <laughs> I'm, so glad. I'm shocked that you know that. It's because my friends were into that type of stuff. Okay. They were like, they think it's funny. Yeah. Before De- before Devin tells us about his pick, let's get some ideas from the chat. Um, <laughs> so where were we? I saw a good one in the chat. I saw a couple of good ones in the chat. So we got yeah, Bridget there we go. Jones. These are completely different videos. Yeah, they are. <laughs> the, the Ugly Truth with Gerald Butler. I don't know um, that one. Is that a wrong that, one? That one is him and Catherine Heigl. Oh, neat. Um Back when Hollywood still hired her. Uh, mm-hmm. I mentioned The Bounty Hunter because that's another rom-com that he is in. Uh, it's a rom-com? I mean, it's him and Jennifer Aniston. If it's not a rom-com, I'm not sure what it is. Good point. Good point. Um, Fifty First Dates with Adam Sandler. This is where it gets weird. Saw 2. Saw 2. <laughs> the Human Centipede, which is why I brought up Two Girls, One Cup. Um, <laughs> that makes more sense. But still, yeah. you don't put those two videos together. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Um, I, I, yeah. I would watch, Bridget I watch Jones, too. Bridget Jones is, is on the list for the commenter who's, was it little miss little moon? I think is the one mm-hmm. who's commenting for, uh, for Bridget Jones. Believe me, that's on my list for him to watch. I will Good. I'm excited to watch that one. Movies. So Devin, given everything that we just talked about and the list that we just read, what what do you got us what do you got for us for next week this was a really hard one for me i'm gonna be honest because we're doing our like you know our our romance month and you guys have seen all the romance movies that i've seen um so i found one don't don't uh don't worry i found one i watched it a couple weeks ago so it's still pretty fresh but it's a genre that we don't really touch too much and i'm really excited to see what you guys think of it okay um the movie is called your name do you guys know that movie no. Okay. So your name, to put it into context, is a 2016 anime movie. Uh, it's an anime rom-com. Uh, it is the first movie, I believe, to dethrone um, anything Studio Ghibli's ever done in Japan. It was the highest grossing film of its time and maybe the highest grossing anime of all time right now. Um, I really, really, really liked it when I watched it. It's sitting at like an 8.4 on IMDb, and it's sitting at a really high score on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's a 98 on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Um, I'm really curious to see what you guys have to say about this movie, because it's not a genre we typically do, but I had a lot of fun watching it. Since it's not a genre we typically do, would you recommend dubbed or subtitled? I ended up watching it subtitled. Okay. Um, I, I think it's personal preference. I know for a fact that I'm going to go through and watch it dubbed now. 
because I did subtitles before and I just want to get the full experience. I think it, I, I'm going to leave it up to personal preference. I'm not okay. one of those that has like a strong opinion either way. Where, where, uh, where is it? It's on Netflix for me. Oh, okay. For, for you. And it's, it, yeah. Okay. I'll find it for you guys. If you yeah. can find it, I think it's, I, I, it's there. Somewhere. I'm going to try to get it from the library, but yeah. So next week we'll be watching in the anime film, your name. Uh, so make sure to come back here for that. Thank you to everyone in the chat for joining us tonight. Um, oh yeah. Thank you guys. You can join us Definitely. again on Friday where at least Devin and I are going to try something mm-hmm. new. We played with some video games yesterday. We're going to play some video games again on Friday. We're going to have a little Fortnite Friday and play the new Mandalorian <laughs> LTM that they have going on right now. Ryan, you're welcome to join us if you want. Um, okay. Baby Yoda will be there. There's Will new, it? They put they put a canteen. Yeah, I've got I've got the black back bling, so we're I'll, I'll bring Baby Yoda. That's so cute. I'll put Baby Yoda on my Terminator skin. It'll be really cool. Uh, Ooh, oh no! <laughs> but they put in a new cantina. Um, oh wow! So yeah, we'll play that. We'll be playing that on Friday. So check back here on Twitch for that. Make sure to follow us on Twitch. Uh, you can like us on Facebook. Uh, you can. Follow, follow us on Instagram. I, I don't know what happened there. And if you don't like looking at us, you can always listen to our podcast on any major podcasting platform. Uh, we are You Have to Watch This Podcast. And until next time, for uh, I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And we'll see you next time. Bye. See you guys. P.S. We love you. <laughs>